So I want to get a little serious right now. I want to um, I want to discuss something that, you know, normally I don't, you know, I try not to get too serious in my episodes, but I want to discuss something that's, you know, really hurting my heart this evening. Uh, I actually found out about it earlier today. And, you know, regardless of how <laughs> how shocked and appalled I was by it, you know, I, 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 you know, I refrained from doing an episode on it. I wanted to bang out some commentary first, and then I wanted to talk about it, get a little more serious, get a little more personal with, um, you know, with the listeners, man. Uh, because, you know, like I said, I like to, I like to keep it 100 with y'all. I like to keep it a bean and, you know, display my emotions as they come when I do these episodes. So, um, I got some really, really, uh, depressing bad news today. I want to share with everybody. I just wanted to be completely honest about it and just talk about it when it, you know, um, as I do this episode, man. And what I really want to share with everybody is that, um, you know, this depressing and sad news is that, you know, I, I read that deep blue C three is coming and, um, (laughs) I, I, I <laughs> like for the life of me, man, I, I don't know why. Like if I'm laughing right now, it's like almost disbelief that I that, that those words are coming out of my mouth. And for the uninitiated that are, you know, that are sitting there thinking that that are taken by surprise by what I just said. Yes, there was a deep blue sea, too. <laughs> it's like I can't for the fucking life of me understand why this is is happening man I, I i really can't and this shit is pissing me off to the point where y- y'all know normally i'll take notes and i'll find out uh, what production companies behind it what directors are behind it what uh you know what producers actors writers whoever but i don't i don't give a fuck man i really don't I really don't. I I don't understand why. First of all, let's let's take it back to the original Deep Blue Sea that came out in 1999. It's 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 a great movie, man. It's a great movie and regardless of what you know what hate it may get, that is one of the templates for it's one of the top 5 templates for what to do properly with a shark movie. You know what I'm saying and when they announced that they were making a part two, I automatically was against it. I'm like, nah, you don't do a part two to that. You know, you don't do a part two to something like Deep Blue Sea. But um, I remember seeing one shot in the trailer where the sharks, it was multiple sharks coming towards this one character. And there was a button hit on a little device and the sharks all departed. It was like three sharks went their separate ways and the other three went their went the opposite way, but they all departed the same way. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. The sharks are obedient, you know, with this, uh, with this device. Cool. It's not too far fetched. If I can sit through seven tremors movies or six, however the hell many tremors movies there are, I can, I can make it through this. But when I watched Deep Blue Sea in its entirety, actually not even in its entirety. I, I this is a movie that you know I, I hate to say you know people might be like oh my god how are you judging this movie you never watched the whole thing it's like listen I saw more than I needed to know, more than I needed to see, and the moment Michael Beach 
the motherfucker who who can't do right in any movie. This motherfucker does wrong in every movie, whether it's more recently Aquaman, where he's playing Black Manta's dad and he's a piece of shit, whether he's playing Miles in Soul Food and he's a piece of shit, whether he's playing Angela Bassett's ex-husband and he's a piece of shit. This guy does wrong and or any or what's that movie uh first sunday with ice cube i'm not a big fan of that movie but he still was a piece of shit in that movie he can't do right in any movie so the moment i see him in a movie it's automatically going south and the moment i see this motherfucker scream sound waves or whatever the fuck type of hybrid power super mutant powers he had he screams sound waves into a shark's face underwater in Deep Blue Sea 2, and the shark swims away, I'm turning the shit off. Yes, I was more than a half an hour into that movie, and then that happened, but I said, fuck this, man. I cannot be a part of this shit. Um, for, for them to take what Rennie Harlan did with Deep Blue Sea and just to basically make kind of like a mockery of it, it's really disrespectful, man. And like I said, while people think, you know, people, there are a lot of people that say Deep Blue Sea is not one of those you know, classic movies, it is, it is one of the top five templates on what to do with a shark movie, whether you want to make it an action movie, whether you want to make it a horror movie, whether you want to make it a thriller, whatever the case may be, uh, um, a, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into that movie, you know, um, on paper, on screen, everything, so the fact that Deep Blue Sea 3 it's being made and that they're actually joking about it. I think it was like bloody disgusting or I horror or arrow in the head. One of them that I saw the, the, the article with and the fact that they're making a joke of it, like, yeah, deep blue sea is coming. Yes, there was a deep blue sea too. And there are people that commented on my post and was like, wait, there was a part two. And I'm like, exactly, exactly. We have not learned the fucking thing as far as what to do with shark movies people and it, and it and it pisses me off because I'm one of those fans I'm one of those fans that you know I'm a fan of um of of a uh, water beast uh, water horror movies you know I'd still want to see underwater with Kristen Stewart even though I'm not a big Kristen Stewart fan I'm I'm a fan of underwater monsters underwater animals that are you know whether they're mutated whether they're just prehistoric gigantic by nature whatever the case may be lake placid deep rising deep blue sea anaconda anything dealing with these beasts in the water i'm all for it but this shit man we have not learned a motherfucking thing about how to make sharks scary man and we've had a bunch of template movies for that over the years we've had generational movies that show us how to make sharks intimidated how to make sharks scary but nah, y'all still want to go along with this uh you know with the straight to sci-fi straight to asylum straight to dvd bullshit you know it's, it's bad enough we got fucking sharks flying out of tornadoes and shit like that like it's, it's bad enough sharknado that series i don't listen listen i'm i'm let me just say this humbly speaking i'm one of those people that you know i enjoy movies people hate x-men 3 the last stand alien versus predator requiem rob zombies halloween 2 black christmas house of wax i love movies that people hate but the people that adore like the sharknado series y'all are a different breed of fucking um 
not just horror buffs, but just movie buffs in general. Y'all are a different breed of motherfuckers, man. Y'all really are, man. And I apologize for anybody, like for anybody uninitiated that is like maybe tuning in for the first time to this episode. I do apologize, man, because this is definitely going to contain some, uh, some, some heavy material, some heavy language. So, you know, you, you better strap your seatbelt on, please, please do that for me. For me personally, but it's bad enough we have sharks flying out of goddamn tornadoes, man. Those are some of the worst fucking movies I've ever seen. And you know we got the 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 exorcism shark and the sand sharks and the house sharks and all these bad fucking shark movies, man. But the good ones that actually stand out, we don't even know how to respond to them and take notes as far as what you know what the do's and the don'ts we have the homework people we just have to do the work you know whether we do it at home whether we do it on the spot you know before the test whatever the case may be we have to just do the work people there's no reason why deep blue sea is getting made but that's not what i'm going to base this episode about i want to base this episode about five you know five movies that like i said are the template for how to do shark movies properly and five movies that are while they are the templates these are the movies that haven't that still haven't taught us shit on how to handle sharks in movies man we love making a mockery of this shit man and this is one of the reasons why people will never take the genre seriously again like it's, it's one thing to make a movie that you want to be fun like i'm all for a fun movie the Meg, which I will talk about in this episode, uh, is is a fun shark movie. Now, yeah, it's nothing fun about sharks, but you know, you have a movie about a big shark. Okay, cool, I can find that intimidating. But when you tell me Jason Statham is attached to it as the main star, yes, it's going to be fun. It's not going to be scary. It's going to be fun. It's going to be action packed. I get it. I know how to draw the line between these things, man. But when you make a movie where, the, you know, sand shark and a house shark and ice sharks and oh, fucking goodness, man, I, I, I'm really just like my head is about to explode people. But like I said, you know, we're not going to focus all totally on the bad. We're going to talk about these these uh, these five movies real quick, um, which which we should learn a lot from. You know, we should uh, th th these movies I'm about to mention are the reasons why movies like Deep Blue Sea 3 deep blue sea 2 uh sharknado just should not be a thing ever in life man uh, unfortunately you know I, I you know some people might say you can't knock the hustle and all that other type shit but it's like you these movies should not exist they shouldn't man um of course the first movie i'm going to talk about which is the the granddaddy of shark movies is jaws 1975 you know um there's a lot of things Excuse me. There's a lot of things that I could say and couldn't say about this movie. Uh, but to say the least, this is the one. Uh, you know, as far as shark movies go, this is the psycho, if you will, or the Halloween, if you will, um, of the subgenre. You know, if you want to talk about subgenre with, with, with animals in the, or beasts in the water, um, Jaws is definitely it. You know, like I said, 1975, Steven Spielberg is based off the book by Peter Benchley, but the script was written by Peter Benchley and Carl Gottlieb. And 
you know, Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Lorraine Gray. Jaws is a classic, nonetheless. Uh, it was one of the first movies to, uh, you know, if you don't count Psycho, it was one of the first movies to put an emphasis on the dolly zoom. You know, you had Vertigo, you had Psycho, and then you had Jaws. Um, the dolly zoom was a very important shot, but you have great monologue scenes, you have great characters, you have uh, really brutal shark scenes that, you know, you don't get any violence really at all. It's, it's implied and it's, it's really left to the imagination. Um, really, that's that's really the genius of the movie Jaws. Now, I will say this, man, as much as I praise the movie, I'm not super crazy about it like everybody else is, but I do respect the source material. And of course, we had, you know, we had sequels. You had Jaws 2. Um, I've, I don't really watch Jaws 2 enough. I've, I've seen it a few times, like in my entire life. Uh, Jaws 3 is probably the one. Jaws 3 and Jaws the Revenge are the movies I've seen the most. And it's funny enough that I'm talking about, uh, you know, how to separate good and bad shark movies when those two are fucking terrible and that's nothing against um you know dennis quaid and uh, 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 i think her name's annette armstrong that was in part three or lorraine gray who reprised her role in you know jaws the revenge which was the fourth movie uh michael kane was actually in that movie mario van peoples and lance guest who was in halloween too we've had other jaws movies but the original the original is the template, man. Um, that is the movie. If, if you're going to do a shark movie, you have to watch Jaws. I don't give a fuck uh, who you are, what director you are, what writer, what producer. You have to watch that movie to 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 do your homework because it, it, it gives you everything that you need to know as far as making a decent shark movie, as far as making horror, as far as making, um, you know, uh, dramatic elements fall, as far as making a thriller elements fall, whatever the case may be, man, that that movie basically has it all, and it it holds up well, you know, and it's, it's really weird, because while I do say that, um, I, you, you know, I, I don't hold it up to the, to, to the crazy high standard that everybody does, like, a lot of people say that's their favorite movie, their top five movies, I don't put it in my top five, maybe my top 25 movies of all time, but as far as the shark movies go, it is top five um, be, because I respect what that movie stood for. I respect what Steven Spielberg did with that film. And, um, and you know, he paved the way for for me to actually have this conversation about these shark movies. Now, number two, undoubtedly, which I would put on my list. Now, I don't know if I made this list in any particular order, but, you know, don't, you know, take that with a grain of salt, people. But my number two, as far as shark movies go. And as far as, you know, movies to do homework on before you make a fucking, um, you know, a shark movie, Deep Blue Sea, 1999, like I said, um, you know, Deep Blue Sea is, is one of those movies that I actually had a lot of faith in before I saw it. I did, man, because I was a big Fangoria magazine, Starlog magazine. I, I was that, I was that guy, you know what I'm saying, as a kid, so... Uh, 1999, a big shark movie coming out, you know, directed by Rennie Harlan. Rennie Harlan had done um, Cliffhanger, which I'm not really a big fan of, but he had done, you know, a Long Kiss Goodnight prior to that, if I'm not mistaken. He he did um, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master. Rennie Harlan was a strange guy to, to, to tackle a shark movie, but... You know, uh, first of all, you, you know, it was written by um, Duncan Kennedy and Donna and Wayne uh, Powers. But the cast is what got me. You have this 
really strange ensemble cast, man. And, um, you know, Thomas Jane, L. Cool J, Samuel Jackson, Michael Rappaport, Suffering Burroughs, um, the Skarsgård guy. I think I want to say his name is Stellan Skarsgård. You have these... You, you know, this motley crew of, of, of well-trained actors, man, well-trained actors. And, you know, whoever says something about L. Cool J not being it. Listen, he is one of my favorite rapper turned actors ever because he never goes over. He never goes beyond uh, above and beyond. He does exactly what he's supposed to do on screen. But Deep Blue Sea is one of those movies where it does also give you everything you need. It gives you the action, it mainly the action. It gives you the horror. It gives you the thriller. It gives you the drama. And it gives you these great performances, man, um, uh, from these characters that you really find yourself, or at least me personally, I found myself getting attached to. Now, the thing with Deep Blue Sea was um, I got introduced to, you know, as opposed to watching something like Jaws, where it was a practical shark uh, throughout the entire movie. I got introduced to practical and CG which I didn't really mind because um the CG some of the CG shots of the sharks in Deep Blue Sea the original movie uh, look they still hold up for me you know when that when that shark is carrying the guy Skarsgård in his mouth and slams him into the glass to you know basically to to shatter the glass and get inside the facility and eat everybody that is a good shot it's a good CG shot man and and uh, to the naked eye to this day, I kind of want to say you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But Deep Blue Sea is definitely one of those movies that it broke a lot of ground, man, because it was a lot of it, it. You had scary moments, but you had a lot of fun. You know, like I said, there's nothing fun about sharks. There's not. But you had a lot of fun watching, you know, watching that movie back in the day. At least I know I did. Now, number three is a movie that probably I'd, I'd take a lot more seriously than um, I did something like deep blue sea not necessarily jaws because you know gotta respect jaws as a template but this movie i definitely took a lot more seriously like i said in deep blue sea and that was the shallows which came out in 2016 now the the clever thing about the shallows man um it was directed there's this director's name is hopefully i say this right so y'all gotta bear with me jamey colette sarah this is the same director of House of Wax. Now, if anybody knows me well, House of Wax is definitely one of my favorite and most underrated slasher remakes. I love that movie. I love the way it was shot. I love how it's just so uh, classy in its viciousness. Like, I love how it's so classy in its violence, if that makes any sense. But this director, man, you know, you have the, you know, I didn't, I didn't write down a lot of the, um, the actors and actresses in it because it's very limited you know you got people just on the beach or people being attacked but um blake lively is the main character for the most part it's blake lively and it's the shark uh if i didn't mention before this this script was written uh you know for the shallows by anthony janinsky but for the most part it's blake lively and the shark this is a very the shallows is a slow burn um really tense really uncomfortable almost unsettling shark thriller man and it's not straight up horror it's it's almost like this shit's almost like a documentary man it's on some castaway shit where blake lively you know she gets stranded in the middle of this you, you know this body of water 
you know, this little, this little island she's on and she injures herself. She has moments where she jumps off the little island to go swim and try to, you know, devise a plan against this shark, but it's just her and this shark. I sound like fucking, um, every time I say something, uh, in, that, that pertains to that, I, I, I sound like John Travolta where he's in the car in Pulp Fiction. He's like, it's just him and this guy, you know, it's just him and this guy. But if literally is just Blake Lively and this shark, man, and it makes for a really great, um, you know, woman versus beast movie, you know, you normally, and I, I put the emphasis on that because it's always man versus beast, but it's woman versus beast. And she really outsmarts this, uh, this beast towards, the, you know, throughout the movie and ultimately at the end of the film. But, um, it, it's, it's a really, it's a really great bottle film. And as far as tension, you know, I feel like the shallows is definitely, it definitely belongs in top five shark movies because it gives me tension that, you know, unfortunately Jaws doesn't give me and Deep Blue Sea definitely doesn't give me because it's more of a, you know, it's more of a fun, frantic type of film. I feel like the shallows focuses more on, um, you know, timing, precision, uh, you know, like I said, tension, things, things of that nature. But the shallows is definitely one of those movies that, you know, it's, 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 you have to watch these movies to do homework, people. I'm trying to tell y'all. Now, number four, I'm actually going to run through these really quickly because I don't want to take up too much time and I'm actually running out of coffee. So I need to wake my ass up again. So, uh, number four is The Meg, which came out in 2018. It was directed by, uh, John Turtletob. Hopefully I said his, his name right. Um, it was written by Dean Georgiaris. John Hober and Eric Hober. Now I'm assuming they are related, but um, it's based off a book. And I, you know, I never read the book of the Meg, but like I said early on, you know, the Meg. When you're talking about a big prehistoric shark that's surfacing, you know, after after they people, you know, people wake it up, scientists wake it up, or whatever the case may be, I'm all in. But the moment, and this is no disrespect to Jason Statham whatsoever, but the moment you attach Jason Statham to a movie like this. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. I know it's going to be action packed. I know Jason Statham is going to, he's going to have his cake and eat it too. As far as, um, you know, trying to beat the shit out of the shark. He even has a line in the trailer. I mean, it's in a movie, but it also, they advertise in trailer. He's like, I want to make this thing bleed. And it's like, you, you're talking about a fucking prehistoric shark dog. Like you got balls of steel to want to make a shark bleed. I'm cool. I, I'm good, man. <laughs> but one of the things about the Meg, it is one of the most fun. Like I said, there are not supposed to be any fun moments when it comes to a shark attacking people, you know, eating people. But this is the most fun I've had with a shark movie since Deep Blue Sea. Now, there are tense moments in the Meg, but for the most part, this is just a fun summer popcorn movie. Can you take notes from it? If you want to make a scary shark movie and a decent shark movie, hell yeah. Because all the elements are there, but they're not putting the emphasis on horror here as far as the Meg goes. You know, you, you, you've got Jason Statham. You've got Bing Bing Lee, who, if I'm not mistaken, played um, Ada Wong in Resident Evil Retribution. I want to say that really was her, and she looked great as Ada Wong. Um, you've, you've got, a, a Rain Wilson from The Office, Cliff Curtis, Paige Kennedy. You've got this cast, man. You've got this great cast. 
and you've got this big ass shark. First of all, they threw shade at Jaws, you know, during the advertisement. During the advertisement, they threw shade at Jaws because, you know, the poster, there was a, a, a young woman swimming in the ocean. And then below her was a big ass great white shark that was about to eat her ass whole. And then below the great white shark was a big ass megalodon shark that was about to eat them. And I'm just like, wait, they threw shade at Jaws, man. That's that's vicious. And that takes a lot of balls to do something like that. So you knew in, in that moment, you probably were supposed to know. We're going to have way more fun with this, um, having fun than being scared. You dig what I'm saying? But um, if there are things to take pointers from as far as the Meg goes, it is how to put emphasis on the fact that this is a shark. How to put emphasis on the fact that this is a big ass shark. Doesn't always have to be prehistoric, but the fact that this shit, the size difference um, definitely counts. Um, how to put emphasis on the fact that this thing can strike whenever you know the meg did it it set some boundaries man whether people like it or not and like i said man we live in a we live in a time and era where the sharks are flying out of motherfucking tornadoes man so uh, like something like the meg i can have dumb fun with that like i can suspend disbelief but the fact that there's a lot of um creativity and a, a lot of intelligence put into a movie like the Meg, which is meant to be fun and not, you know, more so fun than scary. You know, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. And I can accept it a lot more as opposed to, uh, you know, Tara Reed and the guy from Beverly Hills, 90210 with a fucking chainsaw to a shark. Like I just, I'm going to wrap this up people. I'm not going to take up too much of your time right now. I'm really not. But, uh, my number five, people, uh, before I wrap this up, actually is a movie. I don't know if people are really familiar with this movie, honestly, but I saw it a few years back and it came out in 2012, but I, I saw it a few years back. I want to say I saw it in 2016, um, for a little bit after, you know, a little bit after it came out, not too long ago, but uh, this is a movie. I hope a lot of people, uh, you know, I can't really explain it because I've only seen it one time, but I hope that people hear this reference and I hope y'all go watch it because I remember it being a fairly good shark movie for something that didn't get a theatrical release. You know, it wasn't on sci-fi, but it also didn't get a theatrical release also. It wasn't anything a lot of people knew about, but this movie's called Bait. And no, I'm not talking about the Jamie Foxx movie. Uh, Bait is a movie. It is a shark movie. There's multiple sharks in it. And... Um, you know, there's basically a tsunami that hits the town and there's some people that get trapped inside of a supermarket. Uh, you know, if, if you think of the mist right away, cool, but think of the mist with sharks and the supermarket flooded. So you have to seek refuge. You have to stay afloat, uh, you know, on the, um, you know, the shelves, the food shelves and stuff, <laughs> excuse me, the, the shelves and stuff like that in the movie. But, um, it's, it's a very not necessarily claustrophobic because there's a lot of space for them to move around. There's a lot of space for them to swim around. Just a lot of space for them to get killed. But there is, um, there's, there is a sense, a small sense of claustrophobia uh, here. Um, it's, it's a small sense of this being a bottle film. It was directed by someone named uh, Kimball Randall. I, I don't know who that guy is. And it was written by John Kim and Russell Mulcahy, which I just found out today. Russell Mulcahy directed, you know, my favorite Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil Extinction. Um, he directed Highlander. 
uh the scorpion king sequels he 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 tapped into a little bit um good dude man good dude the, the cast is the cast is pretty unknown for me uh you, except for um julian mcmahon who played i almost said dr evil uh, julian mcmahon is in this movie and he played uh dr doom in the first two fantastic uh fantastic four movies you know the ones directed by tim story the ones that you know people don't like but I guess a lot of people appreciated them more when the Josh Trank reboot came up. But um, Xavier Samuel, Sharni Vincent plays in this movie. But the movie is not bad, people. Trust me when I say if there's a B, a B movie shark flick that you want to go into and take it seriously, this movie is a lot less fun than something like The Meg and 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 um. You know what? I'm not going to say Deep Blue Sea, but this shit is definitely a lot less fun than the Meg. And when I say a lot less fun, it's not uh, to be, you know, spiteful towards the movie because it didn't have a theatrical release. It's, it's to say that you can definitely take this more seriously. The Meg, you know, you're going to have a lot of fun because you got Rain Wilson. You got Jason Statham wanting to make the thing bleed and beat the hell out of a shark physically. Um, you know, you got Paige Kennedy being some of the comic relief. Uh, this movie, I remembered, even though I saw it one time, I remember the, the tone being very serious. I remember um, the character deaths being taken very seriously. It's almost like, I want to say it was like the shark version of Crawl because there are multiple sharks and the deaths, some of the deaths and the attacks, whether the people die or not, kind of catch you off guard. But um, it is a it is a decent movie, man. I don't know if the sequel is is uh falling through the way they wanted to. I know they definitely said that they wanted to make a sequel to Bait, but uh, I, I'm actually all for it, man, because it was it was it was a very decent shark movie. Surprising, uh, you know, uh, to my surprise because it, it it didn't have a theatrical release, and I'm not one of those people that will oh it's a shark movie uh, that you know uh, that didn't come out in the theaters. Let me check it out. No, because. I know better, man. It's the same thing with crocodile movies and and octopi movies and and sea monster movies and shit like that. If if, if the trailer gets me, I'll give you a chance. But sometimes the covers alone, you know, the cover art alone is to tell me to stay the fuck away from these movies, man. There's a movie called Reef that I want to check out. You know, and this is not a menace to society spinoff with fucking uh, Charles Dutton's son, Sharif. No, I'm not talking about that. There's a movie called Reef where, you know, I think the front cover art is a girl who's in like a boat or a raft or something. And there's just a shark fin and she's going into this reef. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very, very, very cautious about these shark movies, man. But I my thing is this, man. I'm sure there are movies, there are definitely movies outside of these five that I talked about where you can watch them and you can know exactly what to do and what not to do. And you can know that there aren't enough drugs or alcohol beverages in the world for you to want to conjure up something like Deep Blue Sea 3 or even Deep Blue Sea 2. Like all of this shit that I'm saying, people is not in vain, man. I, you know, I try to make, like I said, I try to make everything come full circle. I always say that anytime I go off the deep end, <laughs> pun intended. But, um, you know, anytime I go off the deep end and talk about shit, I try to bring it back around so that we remember what we're talking about. There, there's no reason that these shark movies I mentioned and even other shark movies that are 
half decent. You know, I haven't seen them all. I'm I'm still I'm you know, I'm still learning. Self-proclaimed movie buff, horror buff, whatever you want to call it. I'm still learning, man. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen, whether they're classics, whether they're underrated, whether they're theatrical releases, whether they're B-movie, straight-to-TV releases. There's a lot of movies I have not seen yet, but I know well enough to know that we've had enough shark movies done the right way. In particular, the ones I just mentioned in this episode, we have enough shark movies to know what to do and what not to do. So with that being said, people, Deep Blue Sea 3 can kiss my motherfucking ass. There's no way I'm watching this fucking movie. And you know what? Maybe I'm full of shit because, you know, when Deep Blue Sea 2 came out and I saw that trailer in its entirety, I told myself, I said, there's no way I'm watching this movie. But you know what? My stupid ass, and I think I was completely sober, gave it a chance. But the moment Michael Beach screams sound waves like he's fucking Banshee from X-Men first class, when you scream sound waves at a shark and a shark swims off, y'all can fucking go to hell, man. Seriously, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people, that, you know, I, I, I respect the craft. I respect the craft because I am a writer, a, you know, aspiring, maybe one day filmmaker, maybe one day I'll direct. But excuse me, for the most part, I like I want to write. I want to be behind the scenes and stuff like that. Um, but I'm not one of those people to knock a creative hustle. It's like, listen, I applaud people that have made movies that want to make movies that are making movies that's admiration for me but (laughs) when you want to carry on with something like you know when you want to make deep blue sea 3 or you want to make sharknado 12 (laughs) or you want to make all this crazy shit the exorcist shark and the house shark and the toxic shark all these fucking movies man i feel like we have an we have a plethora of bad shark movies you know what sharks and zombies we have the most for we have a a greater variety of bad shark movies and zombie movies to the point where somebody's got to step up man somebody's got to step up and say you know what enough is enough i'm tired of these goddamn sharks or you know let's let's have samuel jackson direct a fucking shark movie you know he got killed in one of the greatest shark movies ever made so let's have him have his snakes on a plane moment i'm sick and tired of these motherfucking sharks on this motherfucking screen or whatever you want to whatever however you want to deliver it man it has to stop it has to stop now man i'm so serious like i'm laughing and I, you know, I'm joking around. You know, I, I I play play. I joke. I joke. I kid. I kid. But I'm so fucking serious, man. Sharks are nothing to play with, man. And not only am I afraid of large bodies of water and the things that lurk in that water, sharks are a part of that, man. I am afraid of sharks. I would hate to get killed by a shark. I've seen shark attacks on you know Band from TV, like when I was a kid in the '90s when those VHS tapes were popping. Does anybody remember the Band from TV? Uh, VHS's when they were coming out there's a girl in there that got her leg bit off they don't really show it because the cameraman is very 90s and very like frantic and shit like that but this girl gets her fucking leg bit off in the middle of the ocean outside a boat that they're partying on by a shark and that is that is scary man that is scary so can we please get back to scary sharks 
I don't want a, I don't want to scream at a shark and it just gets it's, it's just gets scurried away like you know like a fucking poodle or a Pekingese or something like that. I don't want that. I don't want to perform an exorcism on the shark. I don't want the shark to be robotic. There is a joke called Robo Shark, people. It's, I, listen, I'm not kidding y'all. If y'all go on demand or on Google or something to look up just bad shark movies, they are there. They exist. This is beyond Sharknado, man. It's bad. It is bad. This is a subgenre that, you know, uh, I want to be optimistic and say, you know, it's not too late, but I, but I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, once we get, you know, House Shark and uh, Robo Shark versus, uh, you know, Suitcase Shark and all this flash shit, I, I, I really, really don't know, man. But, you know, me being me, I, I guess I'll stay optimistic, people. So if y'all want more of this optimism or if y'all want more of this, you know, uh, me being a pessimist or whatever the case may be, whatever the case may be, y'all know where to go. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Big, big shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Follow the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. Big shout out to the two, the reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters, man. I see y'all still listening. Got a couple more spins today, which I'm very, very appreciative of. Um, You guys are awesome, man. You guys are awesome. So with you guys being awesome, let me take some of the awesomeness that you guys are giving me. Let me apply it to what I'm about to speak into the universe right now. The 900 climb is going to come soon. The 900 mark, I should say, is going to come soon. It's going to come soon. I feel good things coming, man. I've, I've gotten some really, it's been a very uh productive and positive week so far. So I'm going to just keep speaking that positivity, that uh, that productivity into, into the atmosphere, into the universe. I'm going to keep doing it, man. But I couldn't do that without you guys. And you guys are fucking amazing, man. You are the best supporters in the entire world, the best listeners ever. So I definitely show that love and support right back to y'all every single time. No questions asked. So, with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.